بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم الحمد للہ رب العالمین وصلاۃ والسلام علی اشرف الانبیاء والمرسلین محمد رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وآلہ وسب وسلم تسلیم کثیر کثیر امباد مائی برادر سسٹرز ان ٹوینٹی at the International Conference on Faith-Based Education in Oxford, in England. I was the keynote speaker, and part of that trip, I went to, I went to see various things, and one of the things I went to see was something called Durham Cathedral. A place called Durham, Durham Castle and Durham Cathedral. And Durham Cathedral is one of the very, very beautiful building, one of the most magnificent buildings Uh, of uh, England, supposed to have been built by the Normans, uh, various sort of, you know, who built it and what not. Very, very massive, huge cathedral. So when I went there, I wanted to go inside and uh, there was an usher standing there and he said, the service is going on. So I said, no problem, I'll wait outside when the service is. He said, no, 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 you can come, please come and see. So now I'm entering this cathedral. I kind of knew what to expect, but it was still a shock. And the shock was that in that enormous building, which was maybe 50 times the size of this masjid, there must have been 20 people. That's it. So obviously they cannot even use the actual pulpit and the, you know, their member, what they call the pulpit, the pulpit and the It's ridiculous because you, you have 20, 20 people and this is like the whole football field, you know, I mean, what will you do with them? So they, in, in one corner, they, they, they sort of partitioned off uh, a corner and that's where they were holding the service. And I thought to myself that, subhanAllah, when they built this cathedral, they built it, for, when the size and so on and so forth. Okay, part of it was because the kings were funding it, so they wanted to have something... you know, the, to show the magnificence of the king, but also because there were that many people. So he said, okay, we need to house 5,000 people. So let us build a building which will house 5,000 people. Now, what happened to the 5,000 people? It's not as if England has no people. There are plenty of people in England. Now, what happened to them is, may Allah protect us, is what I see happening to the Muslims worldwide, not only in this country. If it was only in this country, it would be a smaller problem. But it's not in this country alone, worldwide. And that is, we are losing touch with our deen. And how do we lose touch with our deen? The same way that the Christians did. Now, what happened with the Christians was that Christianity itself has no sharia. It has no law. The law of Christianity is the law of Judaism. It's the law of the Torah. And then the, the Jews also have another book called the Talmud. So it's, that's a Judaic law. But Christians do not follow Judaic law. So as far as the, as far as Christianity is concerned, they do not have a complete way of life for all aspects of their life. So they have worship rituals. So you want to go to church. What happens in the church? They have worship rituals. This is how we pray to God. Uh, these are the things we do and so on and so forth. Uh, they have, a process for if somebody is born what do you do they have a process you want to get married what is the process how do you conduct a wedding uh, they have a process somebody dies how do you what do you do with the body and so on and so forth other than that 
Supposing you say, I am a Christian, I want to uh, start a business, uh, give me some guidance with regard to how to do business. There is nothing. There is nothing. You say, I am a Christian, I want to start a school, uh, give me guidance according to Christianity, how should I run this school? There is nothing. You run it, whichever way you think is good, run it. Business, do whatever you like, you know. I mean, from the religion point of view, there is nothing. Okay, so don't lie, don't steal, don't cheat. I mean, this is standard across the world. <clears throat> there is no religion which tells you to lie and cheat. So say, no, 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 hold on. I, I want from Christianity, what is it? Nothing. We don't have anything. With the result that people got separated from their deen. And they lost meaning in the deen. They, for them, the religion lost meaning. What do I do with this deen? Okay, so I go on Sunday, I go to the church, uh, but that's it. Now, my fear is that this is what is happening with us as Muslims. I'll give you a few pointers. Randomly, I don't want to, uh, to embarrass anybody, but randomly, just ask someone to recite Surah Al-Fatih. It has happened in this masjid. Out of my sort of goodwill, I thought, I just, you know, point to somebody, please, lead Salah. And then, it's a very embarrassing thing, because this person leading Salah, is reading Surah Al-Fatiha wrong. He doesn't know what to do. So he is stuck, we are stuck, the people behind him are stuck. And obviously I feel bad, I mean, my, my intention of asking someone to lead Salah is not to insult him or not to... Embarrass him, but this is what happened. So I have learned now that I don't ask somebody just to lead salah. I first have to know what does this person know. Right? And I'm not talking about young, youngsters alone. Youngsters and older people. Same situation. Ask somebody to do ikhama. They do ikhama wrong. I'm not talking about someone who never been to the masjid. The people who pray five times a day. They do ikhama wrong. Ask them to do adhan. They do adhan wrong. Ask them to do the khutbah for Juma. I'm not talking about the lecture part of it and so on. Just the khutbah, the masnoon khutbah of Rasulullah Just ask them to do the khutbah for Juma. Most Muslims don't know. When somebody dies, we see this every single time. When somebody dies in the funeral, after the, they come here, we do the janazah, then they say, can you please come to the, to the, to the graveyard? For what? No, to bury the person. You don't know how to bury the person? Why don't you know how to bury the person? Why should the Imam come and teach you how to bury the person? Now this is what we have done. We have created, that is why in this religion, in a religion which has no priesthood, we have created a priestly class. Which are the Imams and the Maulanas and the Sheikhs and the whatnot, whatnot, the Madaris and the Jamiat, which we produce people their training is how to lead Salah, how to do Juma, how to do Janaza, how to do Nikah. Which is something which every Muslim male must know. I am not saying you have to do the Juma. You must know how to do it. If I point here to Omar, Omar please go stand there, do the Juma. Omar should be able to do that without any problem. Yes? Even if you never do it in your life, doesn't matter. You should know. You know how long it takes for all of, for you to learn all of this? 
it'll take you two or three hours. That's it. There will be a little bit of piece of, of memorization that you have to do on your own. But to teach you, I will guarantee you, I will teach you this whole thing in two hours. Now that two hours, if you are not willing to give to your deen, then a day will come, may Allah protect us from ourselves, when our massages will have the same situation as Dharam Cathedral. In this country, many massages are what? Old churches. Do you think those people, when they were building the church, did they, did they say to themselves, you know what, let's build a nice church. Let us make sure it is oriented towards, uh, towards uh, Makkah. Because one day the Muslims will buy this, so we have to sell it. So let us make sure that we build a church which the Muslims will buy. Do you think they were thinking that way? But it happened, right? It happened. Why? This reason. Because they allowed their people to get divorced and separated from their religion. We'll talk more about this, inshallah, in the coming days. But I want to leave this thought in your mind. Which is, are you willing to give two hours out of your life to learn these basic fundamental things? Yes or no? Huh? Inshallah. I mean, those who know, alhamdulillah, good for you. But if you don't know, just two hours. That's it. We don't need more than that. Just two hours. It's very, very important. And I said this is a global problem. It's not, it's not just an issue of this country. This is a global problem. It is people I'm talking about who cannot read Surah Al-Fatiha correctly are Arabs. You speak Arabic. You don't speak Fusa anyway. You speak, you know, whichever Amya uh, of, of whichever place. So, as far as the Arabic of the Quran is concerned, you are as good or as bad as anybody else. How bad is that? So, two hours. Yes? Ready, inshallah? Everybody? Seriously, let, please give this time to yourself. Right? Just two hours. And I don't even want two hours at one stretch. We don't want to do everything together. Total two hours. Maybe, maybe half an hour at a time. Easy. Jazakumullah khairan. Good question.